I've touched on it a little bit on, on Wednesday, but the Lord gave me a dream that somebody that I knew died. And I went to this man's funeral in the dream. And I saw a silver casket. And it was an open casket. So I approached the casket to look at the man. And as I approached the casket, it was not a man. It was a little girl, about three or four years old. And as I approached the casket, the girl started waking up out of the, out of, you know, waking up meaning spiritually and physically coming back from, from the dead. And I heard the Lord in the dream as I approached the casket, I heard the Lord the, these words saying, and Jesus touched the casket and he revived. And Jesus touched the ta casket and he revived. And Jesus touched the casket and he revived. So I declare this spiritually, physically, emotionally. I say arise, come forth in the name of Jesus. Now I'm, I'm not going to be long. I'm going to stop where the Lord wants me to stop. But what I'm going to say, I believe it will help you a great deal. And <laughs> I want you... To ask you, I know there's a lot of Christians that does this, that they hear the word of God, but they do nothing about it. You are here on purpose. Let me start by telling you this. Have you ever sat and wondered, why are your loved ones dead and you still here? Okay, let me, let me go a little bit deeper. <laughs> why am I still alive? Let me go a little bit deeper. How many of you have wondered to yourself, a mosquito? What is his purpose except for irritating me? <laughs> ah, okay, I'm in the right place. Or a meech, a mughi. What is this thing's purpose? All right, now, I know that a mosquito sent from Satan. You just, mm, mm. And when you hit him, he sends his mother. Think about it. His mouth is coming. And man, I'm going to set you free. Study it. It's only the female mosquitoes that bites and comes, mm, when you want to sleep. Mm. So you think to yourself, what is the purpose of a mosquito? It surely can't be just to irritate us. Did you know that everything that God has created, He has created with purpose. And everything that God has created understands their purpose except for us. Except the human race. The human race. I've never seen a depressed mosquito. Have you heard a mosquito fly past you and say, this is the end of the world. As we know it, no. <laughs> Have you heard a mosquito fly past you and say, I'm on the highway to hell? No, never. Because he understands his purpose. Look at a lion. A lion walks around as the king of the jungle, understanding his purpose. The deer that's running around understands the purpose. They are part of the cycle of life. Now, it is a quite strange thing. My wife told me that. A mosquito, did you know that a mosquito, the only reason why a mosquito bites, it's a mama mosquito, first of all, she bites to take that blood and use it as protein to feed her young. Because if you look at flowers, it's not just bees that, 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 that bring forth the colors and the nicey nicey of the flowers, it's also the mosquitoes. Pollen comes also from mosquitoes. 
So we smack them around, but we don't understand they're actually there for a purpose. Are you following what I'm saying? A stupid mosquito. So you drive past some flowers, thank a mosquito. Thank a bee. Now imagine a bee, and he stings you, poof, dead. But he knows exactly what his purpose is. But yet Christians have no idea what's my purpose in life. Why am I here? And I'm going to help you a little bit today. I'm not going to be long. I'm going to help you a little bit so that you can understand. In the book of Esther, it says this. For you have been born for a time such as this. The reason why you are not yet dead is because God says you still have purpose. Now, let me explain something to you. No person wants to die that has not fulfilled their purpose. Most people that's fighting on the deathbeds today is people that says, I still wanted to do this and I still wanted to do that. But a man or a woman that has lived full will go home. They will die. This is why Paul even came to the conclusion and that he said, I have run my race. I have finished my course. Come on. Then he said, I was poured out as a drink offering. And then he says, he's about to give up his spirit. Paul knew exactly when he's going to die. Paul knew that he's going home when his purpose is done. Well, let me just prophesy this to you right now in the name of Jesus. If your heart is beating this morning, doesn't matter what doctor's report you've received or what the bank says, I'm telling you by the authority of the Holy Ghost, then it means that you have purpose and that God is not done with you. It's not over until God says it's over because you have been born for a time such as this. Yes, the world is crazy and the world is falling apart, but God is raising you up in this hour to fulfill your purpose. If you believe that, you better shout hallelujah to the Most High God. He's not done with you. Shout, God is not done with me. Say it again. God's not done with me. There's purpose. Now, I want you to write this down quickly. You know, last night, the, I heard the Lord say this to me. Many people have been limiting God by their reasoning and thinking. You have, I want to I say this in this way, write this down. There's no competition except you. Okay, let me, let me talk to you in my language. My only competition is me. If I want to be a better husband for my wife, I don't have to worry about all the other guys. They're not competition. I'm my own competition. She's a, she doesn't have to worry about other girls. There's no competition. It's you against you. It's very quiet. I thought, I thought somebody's going to run around by now. You limit God by your thinking and by your reasoning. When you, this is why I think that people have a problem, and I'll, 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 I'm not going to run ahead of myself, but I think the first problem is identity. I'm going to get there in a second. Open your Bibles with me, please, if you would, to the book of Joshua, chapter 13, and verse, I'm going to read verse 1, and then we're going to jump to Joshua 14. It says, now Joshua was old. I'm going to give you time just to get to the scripture. As you're waiting to get to the scripture, as you, as you go through this, get ready because God's about to stir something in your heart. Now Joshua was old. Say old. 
advanced in his years. And the Lord said to him, you are old, advanced in years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. Now I'm going to go back to the scripture in a second. You had purpose before any person had an opinion. I said, you have purpose before any man had an opinion. I said, you had purpose before any man had an opinion. God has given every single person in this world today great purpose. Now, here's God. He says, he, he, he says this, Joshua, you are very old, advanced in your years. But I am not going to take you because you have not yet fulfilled your purpose. Age, location, financial position is not an excuse for you not to live out your purpose. Don't tell me I'm too young or I am too old. God says to Joshua, I want to do something big in you. You are old, but it's time to get off your butt. No, no, no. Joshua, there's so much work for you to be done. When are you going to move from here to there and fulfill your purpose? Your purpose is not, listen to me, you know people think it's their purpose? And this is what the world does. The world makes you run for a paycheck. To teach you the only thing to do is to survive. What if I tell you your passion, your purpose has got nothing to do with a paycheck. Okay, let me ask you this question. What will you do without compensation? Understand something that I'm, that I'm asking you. What do you love to do? What is this something that you would do without even having to fight for a paycheck? That's your purpose. It's sinking in. I said it's sinking in. Destiny and purpose... Doesn't work for money. Come on, you need to write that down. Destiny and purpose doesn't work for money. This is why a person who found destiny doesn't have a job. It's not a job. It's an assignment. What is your assignment on the earth? And I want you to listen to me very closely. I know the Bible says, if a man does not work, you will not eat. I understand that 100%. But God never created man to work himself to death, to chase after a paycheck, and at the end of the month have nothing. Oh, come on. I'm getting somewhere. And then you're old, and you just die, and you realize, I had dreams. I had vision. I had purpose, but I've never found purpose because I was chasing after something that could not satisfy what God has called me to do. I want to tell you this right now. There's three kinds of people in life that you can write down. I want to speak to you quickly on the risk taker, on the undertaker, and on the caretaker. Three people that you will get. Now, I want to just quickly say this to all the risk takers. If you're a risk taker, forget about the caretakers and the undertakers. A caretaker will tell you why it cannot be done. While an undertaker wants to see you burn. A risk taker doesn't wait for an opportunity. A risk taker makes an opportunity. 
Okay, I'm going to speak to this. I'm just waiting on God. No, 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 you're not. God is just waiting on you. God is waiting on you to get up on your feet and put your faith into action. And God will back. God backs up faith. God does not back up talk. Too many people talk. I'm just waiting on God. No, God is saying, Faith City, if I can find a man and a woman that will rise up to the occasion and start to take risks, I'll back them up. Because you had purpose before any man had an opinion. Say hallelujah. Now a risk taker, I'm thinking about David as a risk taker. David stepped into his purpose when he was young. And he enjoyed years of fellowshipping with the Lord. Years of blessing. Because he found his purpose. Say with me, David is a risk taker. So in other words, a risk taker is somebody that sees the opportunity. God speaks to you and you make it happen. I'll tell you what Christians do. God tells you, it's time to move. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. What do you do? You put it in your heart and you put it on a shelf. Then you say, if the Lord speaks to me one more time, I know it's Him. Then God speaks to you again. You put it on the shelf. If God just speaks to me one more time, do you know what happens? 20 years later, you haven't moved. I'm going to say a thing that I hope that you help, that it helps you right now. You work for a company that replaces you tomorrow. <laughs> no. Because for a paycheck, you just run. If I can just get more money, if I can just get more money. If you find your purpose, you'll find the money. Because purpose doesn't work for money. Purpose is basically this. How can I change somebody's life? And if you're alive today, it means that there's purpose for you. Not everybody can preach. I understand that. So I'm not telling you now, start a ministry, start a church and preach. There's purpose in you that God has placed on the inside of you. Some of you, your purpose is just to be a blessing. That's what God called you to do. So simply do it. Now, now if, you, if you think about the undertaker, just very quickly, I'll think about Jonah. The Lord said to him, go preach to Nineveh. He says, there's no way I'm preaching to these horrible people. I know what he feels like. Can't send me there, Lord, please. Lord, I beg you. I'm going, but I'm going against my will, Lord. Hello? Tell them God loves them. Do you really? <laughs> okay, you love them, but you don't like them. Right, right Lord? I like this. These people, are, you're still awake here. How many of you felt that way? Tell them I love them. Okay, Lord, you love them, but I promise you, you don't like them. That's the undertaker. That's Jonah. I refuse. I'm not preaching to these. So he says, there's no way. I'm not going. God says, you're going. He says, Lord, I'm not going. I love you, but I'm not going. Let them all go to hell. That's a fact. Let them all go to hell. Well, I don't care about them. But I love them. I don't. I like them. I don't, Lord. Undertaker. He ran away from his purpose. Then you know what happens? He, he says, maybe if I get on a ship, he will not find me. But do you know what happens the minute you run away from your purpose? You create storms. Now he's in the boat sleeping. A storm is raging. And they look at one another. They say, somebody on this boat's life is not right. Somebody's creating this storm. Storms create 
or you are creating storms, when you run away from your purpose because your old mindset is the big buck, how I'm going to survive, how I'm going to support, your job is to fulfill what God has called you to do in this life, in this earth, and God shall supply the need. Your purpose changes people. It, it, it brings hope to a lost and dying world. You've got purpose. I'm going to be a nasty inside this. You look at your husband and you say, Ugh. but there's a woman desiring your husband. You look at your wife and say, you fat cow, but there's a man that desires your wife, that wishes that they have the marriage, the love, the support that you have. You have purpose. The reason why God placed that woman next to you, that's your purpose. The reason why you have that man that snores. I'll cut off his nose. I'll cut off his nose. Come on, how many of you look at your husband while he's sleeping? He irritated me. All right, there's a purpose. Your spouse has purpose. There's a reason why you are the mother and the father of your children. Because God says that's your purpose. You have purpose, change their lives. And then together you change the world. This is why I'm telling you this, you can be mad at me. This is why I said the last time, don't marry idiots. You marry the wrong people, you, I mean, you miss out on your whole destiny and on your whole purpose. Ah. I hope this is helping somebody right now. This purpose. So Jonah ran away. They said, no, listen, there's somebody that's creating storms here. Have you asked yourself, why, why are there storms? Because you've done everything except your purpose. My purpose on this earth is not to quarrel and to see who's who in the zoo. My job, my purpose is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. To get people plucked out of hell. Come on, going to heaven, getting them saved, full of the Holy Ghost, bring hope and life to a lost and dying world. That's my purpose. In other words, if I step out of my purpose to do anything else, I'm missing the hand of God. I'm missing the provision. I'm, come on, are you following what I'm saying? You wonder why God or the tap has dried out. It has dried up. What more must God do to tell you it's time to get out of your boat of complacency, your boat of come on of support and security, and start to walk on the water? That's your purpose. You are not a boat sitter, you are a water walker. If 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 you are alive in this place, I'm telling you, you are a mountain mover. You've got purpose. If God has given you a, a business. Think about that there's a purpose that God has given you that business. It's not just so that you can have seven vacation homes. God wants you to have the seven vacation homes. But there's a bigger purpose. God has put something in your hand that you can release to the world. If God gives you resources, use the resources as your purpose. Come on, to fund the end time harvest. That's what your job is. Shall glory. And now he's thrown over. And you know what happened next? A fish comes and swallows him. And if you study Jonah, he cries out. He says, I'm crying out as the gates of Sheol closes upon me. In other words, he cries out, have mercy on me. The gates of hell is closing on me. I'm on my way to hell because I have been disobedient 
to God. So many people sit in this place and say, I'm on my way to heaven. But because of disobedience, you miss it. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? God had tremendous mercy on him. And do you know what happens? The fish spews him out in the navy. Then he got there. Now listen to this guy. This is, Chris, this is the typically Christian. If you get me out of this, I promise you, I'll serve you. Ooh, I love you, Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to go to church. I'll stop the smokes. I'll stop the beer. Lord, I'll leave my girlfriend. Okay. Poof, in the navy. Here goes like a disgruntled employee. Preaches there. It's hot, Lord. Okay, here's a tree. Sits under the tree. What happens now? The old nature comes back again. God kills the tree. Now he's complaining about the tree. I can just imagine God says, shut up. Did you make the tree? Okay, you didn't make the tree, so zip your lip. Think about this. You get me out of this, I'll change. But they never change. Because they use God as a, just as a, basically as a tool. And they think God is a fool. That's the undertaker. And then you get the risk taker. Abraham waited until he was about 100 years old before he stepped into his purpose. Now, I tell you this, that the Lord gave him a word years before that. But you know what Abraham said? I'm too old. Come on, Sarah said, there's no way. I'm about to die. You tell me I'm going to have a kid? So they don't understand. God says, this is your purpose. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. I'm going to bless you so that you can become a blessing. Out of you, the nations of the earth will come. Not today, Lord. I'm too old. This is why God said to Joshua, Joshua, how long do you want to wait still? You are past, advanced in your years. But there remains so much ground still to get. It's time to move from here to there. Start, come on, from here to there. And make sure that you run your purpose. Come on, open your Bibles again to the book of Joshua 14. So Abraham was the caretaker. He waited a hundred years, at least, before he stepped into his purpose. And then he had a few more years just to enjoy. God's not wanting you to wait until you're a hundred years old to get into your assignment. And if the devil brings a mountain while you are in your assignment and in your purpose, you move that mountain. Don't look at what's going on in you and around you to, to distract you from what God wants to bring to you. Are you following what I'm saying? If I and Eileen had to look at our lives and everything that's opposing, then we had to give up a long time ago. But I understand with purpose there's pain. Well, maybe, maybe you hear me. With purpose there's pain. But you have to make your pain pay you. You can't just sit in a corner and say, why me? Don't say, why me? Say, try me. Ooh, are, you, are you still here? Look at this. Can we get Joshua 14, verse 7 to 12? This is what the Lord says. For 40 years, I was, with, uh, I was um, 40 years old I was when Moses, the servant of the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart, as it was in my heart. This is why it's always about, look at me quickly before you continue to read. Joshua goes to spy the land, there's spies with him, 
The spies comes back. They say it's impossible. Joshua says, I came and I brought report according to what's in my heart, not according to what I see. He saw the same giants, but he did not say, I see giants. He said, I bring report not about what I see, but I bring, I bring the report, come on, to him as, it was, as the word was in my heart. If you have the word in your heart, it doesn't matter about the giants. <laughs> the giants is just a byproduct. Are, are you still here? People think, I'm going to read this now, I just have to say this. People think that if there's obstacles, it's not God. Okay, so they want to make a decision in their lives. But there's an obstacle. This can't be God. Absolutely it's God. Do you think Satan sits at the, at the sideline and say, wow, get your purpose? No, he's putting a mountain in front of you and say, try to move it. But what he doesn't understand, our faith is not like this world's faith. Our faith moves mountain. Come on, we shout down walls. We part water. Stop just sitting where the enemy brings the attack and fight him back and say, devil, for such a purpose as this, I'm alive. Shout with me, I am born. No, 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 with passion, please. I am born for a time such as this. My prayer is that not one in this building will see death, but that you'll be part of the rapture. And as you are waiting on the rapture, that you will live out your purpose. Come on, you will live out the destiny that God has given in your life. I said, in the name of Jesus, you will be the answer that many people is praying about. Come on, David, it's time, David, to arise from the dead. Arise from your sleep. Come on, where's the Davids this morning? I'm speaking to Jonah, you have ran for far too long. It's time to submit and say, Lord, thy will be done. I'm speaking to Abraham, stop telling me you're too old. John the Baptist, I'm going to read that in a second. John the Baptist had purpose. Now I want you to think about John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a young man and he was different. I'm going to try to get this all in. Did you understand? John the Baptist was not like any other man. If you study his life, the way he dressed, what he ate, everybody ate caviar, scarf chops, red meat, bacon. But this guy says, give me honey and locusts. If they eat meat, I'm a vegetarian. Everybody wear, wore Gucci, Prada, Nara. And he says, I just want a little bit of a skin here. <laughs> Everybody's looking for a house in the city. He says, put me far away in the desert. What was his job? His job was only one thing. To, to prepare the way of the Lord. He was the one that says, prepare the way. The Lord is coming. Repent, 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 repent. Then he found, he found the king of the day busy with an adulterous affair. And he rebuked them. He says, God knows you're busy with your sin. That was his purpose, right? They killed him for that. We're almost at the same time right now. Where people will kill you because that, that you offend them because of their sin. Come and look at your neighbor and say, this guy's talking to you. 
Now, John had one purpose. Prepare the way. He's coming. He's coming. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. The day is coming. Oh, I see the day is coming. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Come on, that was his only purpose. Everybody wanted to speak other things. And this man was bold. He baptized in the river. He, he scorned them. He made them feel stupid. Come on, he spoke against their sin. That was his only purpose. The day he looked up, he saw the son of the living God. He says, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In other words, behold, my purpose has now been fulfilled. Jesus steps into his purpose. Right after being baptized, what's the first thing that happens to Jesus? He's being tempted by the devil. Don't tell me that when God gives you purpose, that everything is smooth sailing. Satan will come to attack, but you respond, it is written. It is written. I need somebody right now to help me. Come on. I will not die without my purpose. I will live my life completely and live my purpose. Shout yes. Let me tell you what's the problem in today's life. Identity. The first question that you have to ask yourself is this. Who am I? Not who am I. Who are you? Ask yourself this. Who am I? Because we've got a, a problem with identity today, especially now more than ever before. I'll tell you what happens. Look at, look at TV, movies. They let people dress a certain way, a certain fashion. Do you know what you do? You look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm not good enough. I want to look like him. I want to look like her. They change their faces to look like other people. They, the reason why you dress like somebody else dresses is because you don't know who you are. You want to be somebody else. This is why I'm wild. You might sit and say, who? Babalas. If you dress to impress, you have to impress yourself. Because it doesn't matter what you wear, people will always have a fight and find a problem with who you are. Oh, you're too thin, you're too fat, you're too muscly, you're too, uh, who cares? If you have to, uh, to, to find your purpose, first of all, you have to stop comparing yourself to the rubbish that you see on the movies. I promise you when that makeup comes off, filters on social media you have to have a chisel just to get the real face out it takes more hours to take off the makeup than it is to put it on do you know why because they don't understand their identity who am I in the Lord makeup does not make the woman muscles don't make the man it's very quiet now. You better help me preach in this place. You don't have to compare yourself to what's the next hot thing. You are the next thing. You carry purpose. This is why people have to go into debt 
to buy the most fancy. Listen, if you like name brand, so what? Good. But you know what you do? They sell, they sell you Michael Jordans and you love yourself in as a Michael Jordan. God did not make copies. Please do this. Look at your fingertips quickly. No, no, put it closer to me, please. Look at the print. Your thumbprint, your fingerprints does not look like any person's in the world. Let me help you. You don't look like any person in this world. You are so unique. Your purpose is so uniquely designed by God that you don't even look like somebody else. Stop trying to look like them. You married your spouse. Stop trying to make them look like somebody else. You did not make, you did not marry somebody else. I don't know about you, but I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit here. Say identity. The average person around the world struggles with identity. This is why they think, what they think is the minute I get a, a new car. Thank you, George. That's good. You can continue. The minute I drive a fancy car, I have found my identity. You have not. The, 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 the minute I come my here, maybe to the left and not to the right, I found my identity. You have not. Come on, the minute my house is, is large and in charge, I'm not speaking against the blessing of the Lord. Please just hear me. I'm trying to tell you, you cannot find your identity in stuff. Tomorrow it's here, and the next day it's gone. You can't say, you, you know, and, and, and uh, I'm sad to say this, but there's so many women that marries for money. You can marry, they can marry a billionaire. The minute the guy steps in with more money, they're going to leave you for the guy with more money. Because that's what they think their identity lies in. They cheapen themselves to such a place that they, you know, they will marry, a, they're 20 years old, they will marry a guy that's 89 years old. Because he's got money. You have to get in touch with yourself, your true identity, who am I? I am not the dollar bill, I'm not the South African rant. I, I am not my car. I am, there's more in me. There's purpose in me. God has created me. All the other stuff will come, but my identity must be found in the one who has created me, the one who has loved me more than life itself. Your identity must be in the one who will never desert you, never leave you, never walk out on you. The one who will stay true to you, that will love you unconditionally, that will pick you up when you are broken and lonely. Come on, when you think that there's nothing going on in your life, He's there every minute of every day. Find your identity in Him. Your purpose is alive in Him. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to sit here feeling depressed and feeling like you are a nobody. And, and, and maybe your wife has told you one day, you're useless. You can't support. I'll tell you right now, if you're a working man and you're a man that loves the Lord and you love your family, close your ears to the naysaying and say, Lord, my purpose is found in you. If I'm faithful with this, you'll bring more to my life. Purpose is not just running after money. It's not getting a bigger salary because I promise you, if you're after the biggest salary, it will always be about the biggest salary. There will never come a time in your life where you say, okay, I have enough. Greed will come and touch your heart and take over. God will supply everything that you need. But you are alive in this hour for the greater purpose. You're not just here to, I want to speak to all the people right now. I, I, I wish that you can grab a hold of this. God doesn't want you just to sit home and die. He wants you to live life to the fullest. Enjoy your life. If, if you can, take your husband, go on vacation. 
Make memories. Do whatever you need to do. But don't just sit and wait for death. You have to live until you die. Hallelujah. This is why they don't know my male and my female and my gay and my straight identity problem. Because social media shows you a picture. It's all fake. Hollywood is fake. I was there. It's fake. Everything is fake. But there's one that's real. <laughs> I said there's one that's real. And Jesus is his name. <sighs> the identity problem is the reason why most of us is other people. You know, I was looking up to a man of God. I'm still, I still do. I still honor him, love him with all of my heart. I said to the Lord one day, Lord, I'm going to be like that man. He looked at me. The Lord spoke to me. And I, I promise you it was a serious day. He says, Vessel, I have a Joe, but I don't have a vessel to brain. If you would just be vessel to brain, I'll make you the best vessel to brain that there is. We look to people. We honor them. We, we, we thank God for their lives. But you're so unique. Nobody laughs like me. Nobody cries like me. Nobody cries like you. But that means I'll lilac. But nobody cries like you. That's okay. That's your, that's your identity. Amen. Are you, are you still with me? If you're new here, it's okay to laugh. I'm not going to judge you if you laugh. <laughs> I, I, I'm just telling you the truth. You love to look like somebody else. They look at you. It's all about perspective. They look at you and they think, wow, if I can just be like him. If I can just dress like him. You know, I had a young guy that was in the church that uh, the church invited me often. And so every time I get back, he looks like me. Not, in his, not his physical face and stuff, but his hair. The clothing that he wears, the colors that I choose. The pastor called me and says, look at that guy. He's you. I say, he wishes to be me, but he doesn't need to be me. He just needs to be himself. Because when you try to live somebody in somebody else's shoes, you're going to fail miserably. You'll never feel good about yourself. You'll never come to a point where you say that this is, you know, who am I? Have you ever sat down and asked yourself this question, who am I? Come on, who am I? Who are you truly? Life goes so quick that you don't know who you are. And you feel like you're insignificant. I, I, I want to tell you this. If God looks, and I believe He does, He looks at everybody right now. He only sees you. He says, wow, look at my creation. And then He's behind you to support you in everything. You know, I didn't hear Jonah said, Lord, if I go, where will the provision come from? The provision will be there. But God can't do anything unless you move. If God, if you know, if God just speaks, He spoke a hundred times. Lord, why aren't you giving the breakthrough? No, you missed the breakthrough. It's like you're sinking in the, in the ocean and there's a boat and you say, Lord, send breakthrough. Lord, send the Titanic. Stop waiting for the Titanic. Get in the boat. You're about to die. Shout identity. So let me, let me read you this before I'm going to forget. Joshua 14, 7. 
I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And he brought back, I, I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. In other words, they brought fear to the people because they saw the giants. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. Say with me, the land. Come on, say, say it with, with, with conviction, the land. Where my foot shall touch, shall be my inheritance and my children's forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. I love that. The Lord has kept you alive. He kept me alive. Come on, go on. As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while, while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am this day, 85 years old, 40 years along the line. As yet I am strong this day. As on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war. Both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore... Give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anikim were there and the cities were great and fortified. But let's jump to verse. Do I have another verse? I want to just go back to verse 10. And now behold, the Lord kept me alive to see my purpose being fulfilled. Joshua comes and he says this. Now, please help me out. I need, I need people to grab a hold of this now. God gave you a word. How many of you received a prophetic word once? Lift your hands high. I want to see it. I want to know that I'm speaking to the right crowd. All right, so you received the word. According to my Bible, God cannot lie. He says that he will honor his word above his name. He says no word will he alter. In other words, God does not change his mind concerning the word that he, that he gave you. But for the word to come in fulfillment, you need to do something. You can't just sit and say, well, if it happens, it happens. No, 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 no. That's doesn't how it works. But here's the thing. Here comes Joshua and he says, I've been to that mountain. And I came back and I reported what was in my heart. God puts it in your heart. How many of you have a dream? Not when you go to bed, dream. A dream. Something that you want to fulfill. Do you know why it's there? God. God placed it there. So what, why does God place it in you? He shows you this is a possibility. This is what you can become. This is what you can have. This is what you can do. But your mindset limits God. Are you, are you, still, are you still with me? But here's Joshua, he says, I can take a couple of people right now, they can stand in the front, I can say, look to the back, what do you see? Some will say they see people, some will say they see the roof. But, but, but here's Joshua, he says, I haven't reported what I see. I've reported by what's in my heart. There was a word given to me that this mountain shall become mine and my children's. I don't care about the giants in the land. 
my purpose is big enough to kill the giants. He says that the rest of, of the the rest of Israel brought fear. People's hearts melted in them and said, Oh, we will never take the land. And suddenly, after 40 years, 45 years, he's at the same place. At the same place. And God says to him, Listen, this is in my words now. I wanted to give you this place long ago, but you've missed out on purpose. You've missed your destiny. But the great Jehovah kept you alive. You are alive right now for a time such as this. Take now the land. Live your purpose. God didn't ask him to buy it. God asked him to believe for it. If I do this, where will the money come from? That's not purpose. Find your purpose. This is what he says. I'm here for my inheritance. I love what God does. You know, he's merciful. I said, God is merciful, right? So what does he do? He said, you've missed it, but I'm going to keep you healthy. Your eyes will be as strong as when it was when you were younger. I'm going to rejuvenate your body. You're going to be a man of war. You're not going to just die now. You saw the mountain. God never wants, and He never intended for you to simply see the mountain. He gave it to you to possess the mountain. Every time that people say it's impossible, you have to know that God's in it. Okay. If your mind says it's impossible, God's in it. Because the mind, the natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit. Nor can he receive the things of the Spirit. Are you, are you still with me? Okay, I'm going to ask you this one more time. How many of you have a dream in your heart? Why haven't you started living your dream? What kept you? Lack of identity. Not understanding your purpose. You know, I was preaching on Friday night. And as I preached, I felt to myself, there are so many people that wants to hear me preach, that wants to sit under my preaching. And I got out of the service and I was hard on myself. So, I mean, so hard on myself. And I realized that I'm unique. I can't preach like a preacher behind the pulpit. I can't do this. I can't speak soft. I'm not soft spoken. I've got some fire in me. And that's okay because God gave me some salsa. I'm some cayenne pepper. Amen. I know the Bible says you have to be the salt of the world, but I'm not just the salt. There's some cayenne pepper to the salt. And I'm not just any salt. I'm, I hope I'm right, Himalayan salt. I'm next level, baby. I'm, I'm not table salt. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, I'm not table salt. I bring flavor. I bring a steam. I'm different. And it's okay to be different. It's okay to dress like this. It's okay. It's okay to be you. Come and ask your faculty. If your spouse is next to you, look at your spouse and say, I love you. I don't love the woman I wish you were. I love you. 
You look at your husband's stomach. My goodness, you built on that stomach with him. This jou of your master cost. That's why he looks that way. You fat. Stop feeding him. I have to help you. I have to help all the women here. Let me just help all the women in this place quickly. Woo! Every woman, you have two missions in life. Say two. To calm down an angry man and to make him angry while he's calm. That's it. <laughs> okay. You might look at your spouse and say, sure. Your mother ruined you. But there's a reason why God placed you next to your spouse. I know most of us wants to get to the shop and buy a dictionary. Come here, how to understand your wife or dummies. I understand that. But your purpose needs to be fulfilled. And I, I, I'll give you my word today. If you're married, I'm not speaking to the single people. Now, if you're married... Your purpose and your destiny is together. One is better than, or two is better than one, the Bible says. Are you, are you, are you still here? Are you, are you still with me? But now you're waiting for the right moment. I'm going to ask that again, Holy Spirit. How many of you in this building have a dream? TikTok. TikTok. Tick, not TikTok. 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 Time. Okay, I, I, I pray now that you will hear the spirit of, the, of God's voice. What are you doing down here? Well, I've called you up here. When are you coming for your inheritance? When are you going to set your foot on that mountain and say, I'm here to take what God has given for me and my children? Because the spirit of the Lord, this is what he's saying. I kept you alive up to now. Not to be an undertaker, not, to, not to, to run away from the purpose and the call of God. Not to be a caretaker and, and wait for better days. But be a risk taker and say, I will risk it all if God has put it in me. Dreams is coming, you know, it's just going past you because at the end of the month, you're just waiting for that paycheck. And you are trying to figure it out. If I do this, where will the support come from? Don't you think that God knows what you need? When God called me to full-time ministry, God knew exactly what I had. I left everything. I didn't go to God and say, oh Lord, what now? He's the one that gives you the purpose. He's the one that calls you. Come on, He puts something in your heart. I'm not telling you go tomorrow morning if, if God, you know, People, that, people ask me this continuously. You know, I want to quit my job. Do you think I must quit my job? Why do you want to quit your job? Because I feel in my heart that the Lord is bringing me to an end of the road. Okay, so God's stirring something in your heart. Next month comes, next month goes, same thing happens. Sometimes God allows the things around you to become unsettled. He shakes your boat. God's not going to, many times you think God's going to shout from heaven, it's time to move on. No. Risk. Get up. Get going. Because you have the word of God in you. And God shall supply all your needs. I want to speak to every dedicated child of the living God. You better hear me right now. And please, I beg you, don't miss this. 
Don't think about this a man speaking to you. You better hear God in this. If you belong to the Lord, hear me right now. Every single need shall be met. I know the voice of God. I'm telling you. There will not be a day that you will have lack. There will, there will not be one feeble among you. There will not be one that has lack. If you follow the purpose that God has given you. Ooh, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Say with me, age. Come on, you can, even if you don't, you don't say it loud, say it in your spirit, man. Age, location, position, finances should not be an excuse for me not living my purpose. It doesn't matter if you stay in Zimbabwe, if you stay in South Africa, if you stay in the United States. Don't allow any opportunity of doubt to come in. I, do you know what I believe that God wants to do? I think that God wants to restore identity. And I preach to myself this morning. I, I preach to myself. I think that God wants to restore your identity in Him. God doesn't want you to be like somebody else. He just wants you. He doesn't want you to worship like Tina's. Tina's God doesn't want you to worship like anybody else. Come on, God didn't make you like Cecil. Don't say thank God. Cecil, God didn't make you like the rest. You're special. You're special. Imagine this. Just think about this for a second. That God looked and he looked around the world and he says, it's almost perfect, but I need a Denzel. I don't have a Denzel yet. And he created Denzel. Come on, he looked at it around the world, he says, oh, almost perfect, but I don't have an Irvin. I don't have an Eileen. Come on, I don't have a Wayne yet. I, I, have to, I have to create a Wayne. Come on, come on, get to it, get to it. Ah. Oh. If he wanted you to be like your brother next to you, you would have been your brother next to you. But God says there's so much destiny and purpose in you. Have you thought to yourself, why aren't you in that car accident? Why did God protect you? Why was it the car in front of you? Why did you end up here? How in your life did you end up here? How in your life did you end up hearing one of my sermons? How did you end up where you're ending up? Purpose. Destiny. Mm, hallelujah. Now, I, I want you to make yourself this promise right now. I'm never, ever going to settle for anything less than God's best for my life. Come on, declare this with me right now, that I am born for such a time as this. Say it with boldness in your heart. I am born for a time such as this. Say with me, I am my only competition. It's you against you. It's not you against the world. It's you against you. Look at yourself in that mirror and say, I'm good enough for the Lord. You know, if I think about Samson, Samson had a wife. His wife left him for another man. The man that she left him for had nothing. No anointing. Suddenly he lost his purpose, his sense of purpose. His purpose was one thing, to become a deliberator, to set the captive free. One woman missed her calling to support the man of God. It's a fact. This is, 
Very important who you marry. Very important. I'm telling you right now by the authority of the Holy Spirit, I hear this in my heart. There's families that sit here that suddenly your purpose is just going to fall in front of you. You're going to understand completely and you're going to make it. I'm telling you right now, you are going to make it. I said, you are going to make it. Can I finish on by saying this? Our fight should not be, who am I? Then you become, you hate your face. You want to look like somebody else. You want to speak like them. You want to dress like them. And what God says, just be you. You're good enough. I said, you are good enough. You might say, you know, even Moses had this. Moses says, Lord, I can't even speak. Okay, don't worry, Moses. This is your purpose. But I tell you, in your purpose, I'll be with you. I'll, I'll, I'll be with your mouth. I'll, I'll speak right through you. Don't, don't you worry. So, so what, am, what am I telling you? Wayne, what I'm telling you is, don't have, you don't have to say, Lord, 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 if you do your purpose, I'll follow you. I'll be with you. This is what the Lord says. Come on, John, do you, Lord, what's my purpose? Just open up your mouth and I'll, I'll, I'll worship through you. I'll minister through you. You might stand there and say, am I good enough? I'm telling you, God says, your purpose is so huge. And this is the fact that you have purpose. He's with you. That's a sign. Right now, there's purpose in your life. You don't have to fight battles alone. He's there. Every single one. I can go down this line. He's there for you. You don't have to say, Lord, have you? There's people sitting here right now that you feel you're alone. You feel like you're fighting this battle alone. But I tell you, you're not fighting alone. You're fighting purpose. There's something big happening for you. Satan tries to resist it. Stand up and say, I'm this more than what I see right now. Let me start this side again. Etienne, come on. It's not supposed to be paycheck to paycheck, Wayne. It's not supposed to just have the bare minimum. You don't have to worry about those stuff. You have to worry about to get to Nineveh. You have to worry to get to that mountain and take your inheritance. Now come on, I'm speaking to somebody. I'm preaching better than you shouting right now. You, your job is to get to that mountain. So I'm here for my inheritance. Because if you miss it, your children misses it. Joshua said, I'm here for what's mine and my children. I'm not going to miss purpose. I'm not going to miss destiny. The best of it all is I have been created in His image. And in His likeness. Hallelujah. Who am I? Destiny. Who am I? Who am I? You, you can sit here with a tough, tough exterior. My question is who am I? Who's vessel the brain really? The minute you understand that, half of your issues will be sorted out. Because now you will no longer live in comparison. You will live being set apart, knowing that you're good enough. I, I, I want to tell you one more thing on this. Not everybody would like you, but I can tell you there's a tribe that adores you. Forget about the people that don't accept you, don't like you. There's people that loves you. All right, that's, that's the first problem. Just get rid of the people that don't like you. Get to the, you, you'll find your people. Amen. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit this morning? Why 
am I here? That's the second question I just want to quickly drop. Why am I here? Why am I alive? What's, what's the reason for living? So many people grow up and they think that the reason for living is just to struggle. Because mama struggled, daddy struggled, grandma struggled. My, my job just is just to struggle, just to go through the motions. This is not God's plan for your life. Come and ask yourself the question, why am I here? Not here in this church building. Why am I alive today? What's my purpose on the earth? I want to say this to you, that when God spoke to Abraham, He says, this is what I'm going to do. This is your purpose. You'll become the father of many nations. He says that, look up to the sky. Can you, can you count the stars? That's how much I'm going to multiply you. Now, now, geez, why does the Lord pull me this side? Wayne, maybe if you get into the bush again, look up to the stars. If you can count that, that's how much God thinks about you. That's just how much God wants to provide for you. As much stars as there is in the sky. Numerous. Numerous. So you're not here just to survive. I said you are here to thrive. To, to have, your, your purpose is not to struggle because a whole lineage has struggled. When, when God said to Abraham, this is the plan. Look up. Count the stars. This is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to bless you so that you can become a blessing. Your purpose shall now become, I'm no longer uh, the, 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 the lender. People will come and borrow from me. I'm not going to lend through this. I'm going to be a blessing to somebody. My purpose is to, to see a, a problem and get the solution. Come on, that's my purpose. My purpose is to, to, to bring heaven down. But my purpose is to be the answer for people. In actual fact, I want to speak to people right now. Don't just say, Lord, bless me for me. But bless me so that I can become a blessing. Let me be the answer to my family's problems. Now you didn't hear me. Let me be the answer to my family's problems. Let me be the answer to the problem of my nation. Lord, let me be the answer to the problem in the world today. Because the minute, every decision that you make, if you're a parent right now, every decision that you make will influence your children. Every single one. Whether it's good or bad. Because God is a generational God. Please say generational. This is why fathers need to be good fathers. Uh, 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 listen to me. Fathers need to be excellent fathers. Mothers need to be excellent mothers. Love your, love your children of all of your heart. Give them all your attention, all your love, everything. Let me, can I say something straight? I've got about two hours more. Have you noticed that when you have kids, you love them, okay? Do anything for them. But then the grandkids comes. And then you want to make up for the time that you've lost. Don't do that. Don't do that. Love your children. Don't love them for your grandchildren. Love your children with everything that you've got. Because I promise you, every decision that you make based on your purpose will influence them. Because God's generational. So when God said to Joshua, this mountain is yours, this land is yours, he had Joshua's children in mind. I'll ask you one more time. How many of you in this building have a dream? Your dream will influence your children. So I'm here basically declaring this. This is not the time to be buried. This is not the time to give up. 
I'm here saying arise. Young man, young woman, old man, old woman, arise in Jesus' name. Wake up in Jesus' name. Love your destiny. Make up your mind now. I'm not going to ever, 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 ever look in the mirror again and say, I wish I was somebody else. Be different. Be unique. If everybody buys a red phone, you buy a pink one. Be different. Enjoy your life. Don't live a miserable life. You said, yeah, you think you've got problems. Let me take you to an ICU unit where people is fighting for their lives. And you're worried because somebody didn't greet you. Or your makeup didn't come out as well as you hoped. Or your straightener blew. Small problems. You're depressed because you don't have the latest Nikes. Listen, get a permanent marker. Take your shoes, say, that's it. All right then, let's do this. <laughs> Nike doesn't like the man. <laughs> you watch people wear designer clothing. Did you know everybody that sits here is wearing designer clothing? Somebody designed to clothing. Whether it's in China. Switzerland, America, South Africa, there's a designer. I'm so, uh, you know, I'm a proud preacher today. I'm a proud pastor. All my congregants wear designer clothing. <laughs> I don't know how you afford that design the shoes. It needs to be designed by somebody. But the Gucci shoes doesn't mean you've got a great heart. Come on, the ripcall or the billabong or whatever you like to wear doesn't make the heart. Nothing wrong if you like these things. Absolutely love it. But don't let that become your identity. Don't look at young people and say, look at that guy with his GTI. Have you saw how most GTI drivers drive? They can design GTIs without a front seat. Just, just make it simple. Because most of them sit on the back seat. And they've got their arms hanging out the door because the car is too small. I, wanna add, I, I just want to ask the designers, just make it a little bit bigger so the, the guy's arm can just fit on the inside of the car. And it must be dropped. I don't want to climb out of the car. I want to roll out of the car. <laughs> and then if there's no beat... They must be beat. Am I talking the truth? And then they've got the swag. The pants is down there because the car didn't come with a belt. They got the walk. A main man. And they walk into a building with the sunglasses on. Too cool for school. It's my identity is in my car. It's in my max. There's nothing up there. <laughs> no. 
I'm, 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 I'm ugly now. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just ugly now. There's nothing up there, but as long as I have the car. As long as I sleep while I drive. I drove past the car the one day. There was no driver. I thought, my goodness, this is a miracle. I, I promise you, I look, where's the, where's the driver? And I thought, my head more, I saw Augie's in the back seat. More beat than speed, but the whole neighborhood must hear the greaser is here. If God gave you a tata, let it shine. If you don't walk around in designer shoes, where I'm going, I don't need designer shoes. Where I'm going, I don't need the latest stick and the latest cards. Again, nothing wrong with it. But don't find your identity in that. Now, Church of Jesus, when is the time that you're going to wake up and fulfill your purpose on this earth. When will you stop with the excuses and say, if there's a better door, you make the better door. I have found one thing with God. God backs up any man or woman with faith. Any man or any woman that has an ounce of faith, God will back it up. But I've seen too many people have all the excuses why they can't change their life. You change your life. Opportunities don't just come out of the sky. You make it. And you know what you've got? You've got favor. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I ask the band just to quickly come up? Let's settle this today. <coughs> Next week when I come back, I will not wish that I've listened to purpose. I would wish that I've done it, that I've started. Some of you need to go home and write down the vision, write down the dream. Ask yourself. Now, before we're going to get to this, every new year, people say this year, coming Monday, I'm going to diet. But have you noticed they never said which Monday? Monday. Monday I'm gymming. Don't know which Monday. This year, I'm going to do this and this and this. Three years passed. They've done nothing. And before you can say, hallelujah, you old. And you've done nothing. Can I, can I say this before we're going to go into one worship song? Do you know what the greatest commodity in the world is? What is the greatest commodity right now? Everybody says buy silver. If you buy silver, you're going to be safe. People say buy gold. People say get diamonds. The greatest commodity is time. Every single person on their deathbed goes through that. What have I done with my time? If I can just go back and tell them how much I love them. If I can just go back and be a better father, better mother, better businessman. If I just, if I just live my purpose. If the day comes, and I tell you right now, I believe with you that that day will not come for you.
but it will be part of the rapture. But if that day needs to come, that you would be like Paul, that can say, I have run my race, I have finished my course. I've been poured out as a drink offering, not stored on a rack somewhere. I've been poured out, meaning I've lived life. I've done all to do. But now my departure is at hand. I'm about to exchange this life for the next life. Why? Because I've finished my purpose. But you better not be buried without you fulfilling your purpose. Stand to your feet if you don't mind. Father, I want to pray for every single individual in this building. Can I ask you guys, quickly? can we just remove this pulpit just for a second quickly? I want you to listen to me. Every hand is lifted, every eye is closed. Father, I pray for each one of them right now in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that a fresh touch of your spirit will come upon them. And Lord, that this word that has been given to them will not just fall on deaf ears. But that people will grab a hold of this and say, there's so much more in life. Now I want to do something. If you said, Vessel, I up to now have never lived my purpose. I've been afraid. I've lived in fear. I, I had this identity problem. I never feel good enough. I don't know what to do, where to go. Will it work? Won't it work? But I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of not knowing who I am. I'm tired of just surviving. If you are one of them, run to the front. I want to pray with you. Come on. It says, today I want to grab a hold of my purpose quickly and come out. Don't be shy. Nobody's judging you here. Is you telling the Lord, Lord, today you've spoken to my heart. And you can come as close as you can to the stage, okay? Come as close as you can to the stage. People's not looking at you and say, oh, see who's coming out. No, I'm telling you, there's so many people that's not living purpose. You're basically living in sin. For sure changing God. But now you come and you say, Lord, today is the day. I'm going to find my identity in who I know you are. Not in the way I look. And when you get to the front, just forget me for a moment. And lift your hands to heaven. Close your eyes and just be busy with the Lord. There's more people that you're still sitting and thinking to yourself. If you're not living your purpose, you need to be in the front. If you've been running away from your purpose, your identity, your destiny. It's time for you to be here right now in the front. I'm in the front, so you can be in the front. I believe today, again, I want to ask the people, come a little bit closer to the stage. Let's make, let's make room for everybody else. There's a reason why I call you out, because coming out is you basically saying, I'm fed up with my life, fed up with the way I think about myself, think about the, what God has placed in me this more. You're tired of going through the motions, paycheck to paycheck, you better be in the front. Say, Lord, I want my purpose. What's my purpose? Lord, what is my purpose? You, you're struggling. Why am I here? It's time for you to be in the front. As we wait for people to come out, I see tears already flowing. Can we do that song? I will bless thee, O Lord.
I'm going to, I pray that the Holy Spirit will